Welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast, providing you with insightful commentary and developments in the world of healthcare leadership. To learn more, visit ACHE.org. And without further ado, your host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ACHE's Healthcare Executive Podcast. This is Eric Sperling, your host for today. John S. Winkleman is a member of the faculty of the Columbia University Mailman School of Public Health, where he teaches healthcare marketing and directs the health system simulation and the consulting practice. He's also an adjunct professor at Fordham University Center for Nonprofit Leaders and founder and partner at Winkleman Company, a media relations and strategic marketing firm. John is a trustee of the Mount Sinai Hospital and serves on the advisory boards of Civitas and New Yorkers for Parks. He's recognized as an architectural artist, having had his work displayed in Tiffany and Company and has published two children's books. John, welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast. Thank you, Eric. It's a delight to be here. Uh, joy to have you here. I know we're going to have an engaging conversation, so let's dive right in. Uh, you're here today because ACHE has a new partnership with Columbia University Mailman School of Public Health to deliver an innovative, immersive health system simulation course to healthcare executives across the country. I um, want to remind our listeners they can read more at ache.org education, but I don't want to give away too many spoilers here. So could you give us an overview of this course? Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. And you're right. I don't want to give away too many spoilers because the, the fun of it is, is, is going through this. The uh, Mailman Health System Simulation takes place over two and a half days. It provides a real opportunity to experience the challenges of healthcare leadership and strategic decision-making in, in a competitive marketplace. Uh, and the first night we begin by introducing the participants to their teams. We can have 20 to 35 individuals, which means four or five, six teams, which means four or five or six hospitals in a bounded community. We're very careful about how we mix the teams. They start to work, they begin a conversation. And the thing that we try to remind them is what can they take back to the workplace? What's gonna make them better at their jobs? What's gonna make their institution stronger and healthier? Over the next two days, each day has three decisions. So it's three years, Eric, it's three years, the first day and the second day is three more years. So it's six decisions. And when they begin on the first day, each hospital has the equivalent financial position, same share of admissions and the same chance to compete. So basically each of the four or five or six hospitals, however large the group is, they're all starting on the same page. And they have six decisions to make changes. They can change finance, allocation of space, service lines, clinical staffing, physician relationships, insurance. We begin by describing the community, how many people are using oncology, ambulatory care, so you get the feeling of what the community is. We show percentages of insurance, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, whether it's private, self-payer, charity. So you really get to see it's a real world. Each team gets a consultant, a senior faculty member who has actual experience in a C-suite position in healthcare. Whether they use the consultants and whether the consultants tell the truth, that's another story. Each team gets an office, whether it's on Zoom or in person, and then we gather at the end of each decision in the, in the tent in the main room. And then when they come in, we ask questions which segue into a decision, a discussion to help them make better decisions. And we want these participants to learn. At the end of the second day, we do a debrief, which is what was your approach? Not your hospital, but you as a team, how did you make decisions? And before we begin, 
I ask everyone to take out a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. I have to remind them what a pen or a pencil is. And they write, I say, listen to what other people are saying. Write down five things that made these teams productive and bring it back to your workplace. And so, you know, the, the question that I would ask if I was listening to this is what are your metrics? How do you know this works? And Eric, one of the things is I had this wonderful testimonial. Honestly, I didn't pay for it. And honestly, I didn't write it myself. And it's, this is a terrific program. That's the perfect mix of team building, management strategy and competition with its high instructor to participant ratio and real world data. The experience is singular in the field. It puts traditional case study learning to shame. This is how all management education should look. Well, John, that is a, um, a beauty of an overview with, I think, just the right amount of spoilers. I think it was perfect. Um, and But it definitely sounds like a departure from a typical ACHE offering. So talk to us about the roots of simulation learning. Why does it align so well with how adults learn? You just talked about that perfect mix of team building. Well, one of the things that we're working on is our three competencies, how you use collab, how you collaborate, how you use information, how you lead. Now, I don't know if the listeners know, Eric, that on weekends you fly a stealth bomber. <laughs> um, and the first time you took it up, I think you crashed it, right? That's and true. you owe the government, what, $20 billion? $21. $21 billion. And you're paying it back, what, $100 an hour? Uh, yes, that's correct. Well, if you had sat on a simulator, you would have known how to fly it. And you wouldn't have to pay the government so much money. So... Whether it's widgets or jets or healthcare, simulations are great tools. We worked, when we redid the simulation this summer, we worked with a great firm out in San Francisco called Forio. And I just want to quote what they say about simulations because I think it's so clear. They said, simulations are highly effective teaching tools that have been a staple of training for years in industries like aviation and healthcare. When applied in business, simulations allow learners to simultaneously explore required material through interactive learning, back to competencies, work in team-based competitive or collaborative scenarios, learning about leadership and teams, pick up additional crucial soft skills, and participate in a network for continued learning. We had done the simulation a couple of years ago for healthcare leaders from China. And when they came, they turned to us and said, this is a waste of our time because American healthcare is different from what we do in China. In the middle of the second day, they came up to us and they apologized. And they said, what we're learning about working as a team, what we're learning about levers, what we're learning about competition is so important. Thank you. Wow. All right. So we know this simulation, not entirely new to healthcare. Uh, it's been used effectively on the clinical side, obviously in things like emergency drills. But why are we seeing this trend towards this practice now on the administrative side? Well, the other night I had the TV on and um, Malcolm Gladwell was on Fareed Zakaria and he said, they were talking about war gaming and they, they were talking about how do you come to think about war games? And Gladwell was talking about his board work at, at the Rand Corporation. And he quoted Thomas Schelling, who's um, a Nobel Prize winner and a founder of game theory. And Gladwell said, no one, no matter how intelligent, can make a list of the things that would not occur to them which is the point of a war game. We play a game in order to expose ourselves to things that are outside of our reckoning, that just simply were too weird or unexpected. 
And so then he goes on to talk about COVID. And he said, there's a whole series of things that had not occurred to us about a pandemic that we were simply not prepared for and that we might have been prepared for if we had done these kind of elaborate simulations, the sort that are commonplace in the military world. Let's talk about Columbia University a little bit. Tell us about how and why Columbia developed this model, what's been working, and you know, you've been talking about feedback. So what kind of feedback are you receiving within the university? Well, Tom Ferrance, who developed the first Mailman simulations, Tom is one of those guys that when he retired after 51 years of being on the faculty, was elected mayor of his city. So at 80, he's running the city. So, you know, he, his mind is always thinking. And he and the faculty, we all felt that our graduate students have learnings from the classroom. They have learnings from being in the field in a practicum or being in consulting practice. But they, how do we position them? How do we get them in a leadership position? How do we get them to put their learnings so they know how to run a hospital and competitive marketplace? So the thought was, well, widgets in IBM, they've run simulations for years. Why not try one for hospitals? So we developed the first simulation for hospitals. And it's remarkable. You see the students really learn and really put all their learnings together. There's a picture of me. I'm not a very religious person, but there's a picture of me when I took this off campus and I have a great team that I work with. And we did it for C-suite executives of healthcare. Not only healthcare, but we had architects from from um, Perkins Eastman that builds hospitals. We had Deloitte, we had KPMG in the room, trustees, it was a great group. And there's a picture of me and I had my hands folded in front of me like I'm praying. And the truth is I was. I really thought, Eric, that this was good for graduate students, but it was gonna be too easy for hospital executives. And they were gonna turn to me and say, this was a waste of time. Well, it wasn't. They make the same mistakes our students make. Uh, I remember we had done this for a, a group of hospitals. I guess there were 13 of them. And we mixed them up. So we had each team had different hospitals, different positions. And on the last day, we did a debrief, which I'll talk about in a second. And the representative of the team spoke. She was the chief nursing operator. And she found her president who was sitting in the back of the room. And she looked at him and she said, I know what you do. And there was silence in the room. And she said, and I don't want to do it. She said, but I know why you do it, how you do it. So now I know how to make better decisions and I can play in the sandbox better with my partners. Well, that was great. Another leader turned at the end of the simulation and said, you know what? I don't listen. I've learned I have to listen. And then I had a phone call about two weeks after one of the simulations from a member of a, of a large system who said, I just want to let you know, I went back and I changed the organizational chart for each of our system hospitals because of what I learned. And one of the things that I as a hospital trustee and I as a, a faculty member who teaches healthcare workers, fear is lessons learned. What have we learned from the pandemic? What have we learned? What happens when we see a change and new leadership comes in? Will they remember? Will they know what to do? We want people to go through the simulation. We want them to learn how to think differently. It's been so great talking to you, John. But as we close here, uh, you know, we've been talking about this. ACHE is going to be offering a new version of this program uh, with the Mailman School of Public Health. So what are those unique opportunities that this partnership will offer our listeners? 
Well, we, we call it the ACHE simulation. No, I guess that's not one of them. Just kidding. Um, one of the things is the simulation is based on reality. And we've spent a lot of time speaking to hospital leadership across the country at urban, suburban, and rural hospital and hospital systems and getting a feeling for what the levers are. So when we put together a group of folks from ACHE, they're experiencing something that isn't based just on a New York City model or a Chicago model. It's something they're gonna understand and appreciate it. We also have added something to duplicate reality, but I can't tell you what that is. You'll have to enroll in the course. Oh, no spoiler, okay. John, I wanna say thank you so much. And I wanna just remind our listeners that you can learn more about the Innovative Health System Simulation course from ACHE and Columbia University Mailman School of Public Health at ache.org slash education. John, thank you so much. Great, great discussion today. Anything else you'd like to add before we close? I would just remind Eric that Philadelphia is a much superior city to Pittsburgh. Yep. All of our listeners, uh, just letting you know, there was a nice pre-interview discussion we had with myself being from Pittsburgh and John having his roots in Philadelphia. And we'll continue this discussion for sure after the podcast. <laughs> thank you, to our Eric. listeners. Yes. Thank you so much. We've enjoyed the conversation. We'll see you next time on the Healthcare Executive Podcast. This has been the Healthcare Executive Podcast. Brought to you by the American College of Healthcare Executives. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. And for more information, find us online at ache.org.